Hey, sweet thing. Good to talk to you today. I missed you last week. Took a little break. There's so much going on. I feel like, I mean, if you've listened at all, you know that I am in my third trimester and expecting a baby girl in April and just honestly spent the first trimester in denial and shock and then um, shifted into construction on our house and moving our son into his own little space or it's really nice big space and I think you heard some of that construction going on in some of the episodes and then was Christmas and so it just feels like bam all of a sudden we're at the end and I haven't done a single dang thing for this baby people keep asking is her nursery ready do you have this do you have that I'm like no no I haven't done anything Um, so I had a shower this past weekend and that was super fun. I walked in and my sisters and my mom and my grandma had just put together this exquisite, I mean, so far beyond what I was expecting and just beautiful, beautiful set. And it was lovely. And honestly, the people just, you know, I don't know. I don't know who wants to come, who doesn't want to come. I want to invite you and include you if you want to come. And I don't want to invite you if you feel pressured. (laughs) I don't know. That's silly and overthinking it. But anyway, every time someone would drop in, I just got so giddy and really appreciate every person who's pouring into our baby girl. And we're so excited. Like, what is it? I feel like I've had... a lot of a lot of denial in this pregnancy, a lot of shock, a lot of disbelief. And I don't know, I've spent a little bit of time thinking about it. And I think it's just this idea of like waiting so long for something or even like wanting something for so long, but guarding your heart. And then I think I like guarded so well that when it's real, I still don't believe it. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's, it's very obvious. My stomach is quite large and there's no denying all her sweet little kicks. And, um, but it's still like my, my heart wants to be guarded. And I just kind of feel like that's sad. Um, but you know, and then on top of that, I have these kind of these fears that, fears about what life is going to look like and all the ways it's going to change and what that means for me as a boy mom, what that means for me as a mom of, of older kids and a teenager and how available I'm going to be. And then also what it means for me, me as, um, in all the new ways that I've been trying to, you know, create life and, and create fun and adventure and fill kind of some of those things that have brought me alive and trips and hiking and friends. And it kind of feels like we're going back in time to, you know, the baby stage and that's just such a demanding space. And so I've just spent a lot of time digging into that and trying to set up some intentional patterns and ways to protect my heart and protect my family and protect time and balance. And I realize that that's a lofty goal, but 
nonetheless, it's important to at least think out ahead of time and and try to put some protection in place, you know, date night and one-on-one time. And I really have been praying for the boys just for friendship this summer and that God would provide for them and their individual needs, that he would just set up lots of things for them to go and do with other people or just that we would see their need and meet their need and be with them in those places. And so, you know, I'm just in that last little stretch of pregnancy where I start to think about, can my heart grow any larger and worrying about my, my current babies and, and just worrying about all the things, you know? So let's talk more about, about that and what God says about hope and how he shows up for us. Hello, my wonderful friend. Welcome to freedom. Welcome to a space of belonging. This is the Ash and Ivy Show. My name is Riley, and I'm totally geeking out to be here with you. I am challenging you to know your identity, find God's voice in your story, and give your life as a gift to the world. You have a voice and a message that only you can give. So let's do the divine work and make God visible through our lives and be in awe of what life is all about. So the other day I got to speak to a group of college students, girls, and it was delightful, absolutely life-giving and amazing. And I just loved it so much. And I have such a heart for that age and, well, and just really like this message that I want them to hear because I want life for them. I want future for them. And, and, um, you know, as I, worshiped and prayed for that and asked God what he wanted to speak to them. It was very clear, very clear that God wanted them to know that he is absolutely delighted in each one of them and in you. Delighted, like absolutely tickled pink, thrilled by who you are and all the things that you love and the things you cherish and And he longs for those desires of your heart to be your reality. Like he designed you that way with curiosities and nuances and weaknesses and strengths and dreams and plans and hopes and and things that make you giggle and things that bring you alive and things you're curious about and all the different pieces of who you are are by design. So what does that mean? If he picked those things for you, if he was careful and intentional and on purpose picked you that way, then maybe that means you don't have to squish them or hide them or mold them to fit into a life or a space that's already there. No, like there is space for you. You don't have to shape shift. You don't have to squish or hide or shrink or any of those things. No, like it's so much fun. It's like so exciting to hear about a person and all their details, all the odd idiosyncrasies, their interests, the weird parts, the smart parts, the bad parts, and then 
see how it like creates this divine, interesting life that's super compelling and beautiful and not boring and not fit into a box and not like anyone else. That is life. That is so exciting. Like it's so much fun to think about that because when you um, embrace those pieces of who you are, then you have so much to give the world, right? Like that is what brings other people to life. It's what invites them. It's what compels them. And when you're that person, that person that's true to yourself and you're honest about all those little parts and pieces, then you are this full package that's just exploding with love and invitation and adventure and stillness and curiosity and digging deep and all the things, whatever it is, you have so much to offer, so much to offer, you know? And so I guess how that relates to what I was saying earlier is just that it's so easy. Here's the red flag or like the warning. It's so easy to get distracted from that message, from that truth. It's so easy to lose sight of that foundational truth of pure creation. Like that is a creational, is that a word? Creation, truth. It is basic that you are designed by God on purpose for a purpose full of wonder and life. He said, you are good. He delights in you. But when we lose sight of that because of distractions and busyness and and worry and stress, all of those things are the opposite of who God is. And they isolate and overwhelm and create chaos and loneliness. And then that stuff gets so loud and overtakes the truth. And then you lose the hope and you can't connect to the future and you are severed from creativity and life and you start to hide those pieces and you start to feel small and you start to shrink a little bit and and so that's why God tells us over and over to speak the truth and that's why we talk about on this show having our daily mantras because when we are speaking those things, we're filling our heart with that hope or renewing our minds so that we can stay in a place of wholeness because God created you to be whole. And so um, it's just so exciting. You know, in every single thing the Father does, in every single thing, pick any page of the Bible, any page, flip it open. It does not even matter. You don't have to have a set plan. You don't have to have a devotional. You don't have to... Like, no, you can just flip to any page of the Bible and you're going to read about God inviting us to restoration. Any story. He's chasing after lives and hearts to reveal the truth. Always. Always bringing light to darkness. He's a God of mending broken hearts. And, sister, we know not one of us is without that brokenness or that loneliness, that isolation, that anxiety, that overwhelm, blah, 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 blah. Because life is full of moving parts. We all have these decisions just constantly, constant circumstances, bombarding. If it's not this, it's that. I'll have a whole list of things that are filling my life with 
angst and worry. And then when those are settled, I don't even notice that they've been settled because I have a whole nother list, right? So, but no matter the moving pieces and no matter the situation or whose fault it is or whatever, God is always there saying, I can create life with this. I can grow things with this. I can make this new. I'm a God of miracles, right? So that is exciting, exciting, exciting. Okay. So this is what I want to say, and I'm going off the cuff a little bit and just, it's just, I'm so full and so excited and so longing to just hold your hand and squeeze in and lean in close and talk to you about this because it is life. This is life, you guys. So basically what I'm trying to get across is that you are bursting with goodness. You are bursting with life. And so we're going to go to Colossians today, Colossians 1, and it is just absolutely ridiculously stunning and beautiful and amazing. And if you need hope in your life, that's where I want to go. That's where I want you to spend your time this week. So I don't know. Let's see where we want to start. Verse 5, your faith and love rise within you as you access all the treasures of your inheritance stored up in the heavenly realm. So what does that mean? Like, how do we access the heavenly realm? What, how do we access those treasures, right? That's the kind of the question that that prompts. Well, then we jump down to verse six and it talks about every single believer of this good news bears the fruit of eternal life as they experience what? What are we experiencing? Reality of God's grace. Reality. I love that word. It's so familiar. I know what it means. I know what reality is. And so it's like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be experiencing all the treasures of my inheritance, the heavenly realm, the fruit of eternal life in my reality. The reality of God's grace. Yes. Yes, yes. And so it it's just so exciting because he goes on to say that love is being demonstrated through our lives, through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, okay? So this is not like you waking up and pulling on your big girl britches and striving and working and trying so hard. No, this is you being in the revelation of um, salvation and gospel truth and and knowing God's strength in your weakness, and abiding in Him. All these things that we've been talking about for weeks, it's letting that stuff flow in your life. It's it's believing in the truth of the gospel and letting it fill your life with power and strength. So then it goes on to say, we've always kept you in our prayers that you would receive the perfect knowledge of God's pleasure over our lives. His pleasure, you guys his pleasure. And you are a reservoir of every kind of wisdom and every spiritual understanding. Walk in the way of true righteousness, pleasing God in every good thing you do. Okay. So go back to what I said at the beginning, that God is delighted in you. He longs for you to walk in the way that, in a way that is filled with confidence that you are pleasing you are pleasing to him and you are needed here. And that, that that's such a rich life. Oh my God, I love verse 11. 
we pray that you would be energized with all his explosive power from the realm of his magnificent glory, filling you with great hope. I love the word energy. I love the word energy. And so if the Bible is going to tell me how to be energized with explosive power, magnificent glory, filling me with hope, well, that is what I need. Sign me up right now. Sign me up. That is what I need. I need freedom. I want to know that I'm walking in the light. I want to know that I know what's true. And I want to know that I'm pleasing God, right? My heart longs to please him. And so I just am so excited about this truth. Jump down last thing to verse 19, maybe last, maybe not. I don't know. God is satisfied to have his fullness dwelling in Christ. And by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and on earth is brought back to its original intent, restored to innocence again. There is nothing greater than that. God is a God of restoration. He is chasing after you. Revelation 3 says he stands at your heart. You don't have to go chasing him. He is chasing you, sister. He stands at your heart, and all you have to do is make space to let him in, and he will restore every broken thing. He will take every shadow of your life and reconnect you back to himself. It's what his word says, and we are believers of his word. We are believers. And so I am just bursting with excitement about this. Um, I heard this imagery Sunday at church, actually, that each of us, like, think about an angel on one side of God singing, holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. And that angel can see God from one angle. And then another one on another side is singing, holy, holy, holy. And he's seeing God from a different perspective. And that is exactly what my friendship with you and this community is all about, is that your voice and my voice and her voice and our neighbor's voice is all reflecting the image of God, right? If you are reflecting the image of God and I am reflecting the image of God, then Do we need to tell about our lives? Do we need to share our life? Do we need to show up in community so that we bring that character of God and introduce that angle of who God is to our community? A resounding yes. Every single thing in your life brings value to our community. You bring unity to the body of Christ. You unify friendship. You unify diverse, you know, diverse people and things like your experience and the treasures stored up for you and the reality of God's grace in your life is what makes the revelation of gospel of the gospel astonishing. That is what Colossians is talking about. It's you. It's your voice. It's your words. It's your wisdom. It's your experience. It's your angle crying out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So do not shy away. Do not shrink. Do not hide. Do not cover it because all of who you are, the weak, the tired, the broken, 
the lonely, the isolated, the anxious, the busy, is covered by the grace of Jesus Christ, and you are enough. Girl, I'm cheering for you. I hope you have a great week. Let me know when you read Colossians 1.